All right. Good, good evening, everyone watching out there in video land and in the house. All right. Today we're, uh, we have a, a new entry title. Well, I've been talking about it for the longest, but haven't gotten to it yet. But let it work. Today we're going to talk about just letting it work. All right. I think this would be, you know, fitting, you know, especially you spend a whole lot of time talking about uh, um, breaking the change of bondage. And I think if we get the, some of those spirits off of us, we can let it work, okay? I, so so when, when I meditated on this some months ago, um, the Lord was just showing me just the reality of stepping into uncertainty. And he was saying that we have to start stepping into the uncertainty. And, um, you know, of course, uh, there's been a few uh, different stages of our lives where, I mean, it was over, I mean, it could potentially be overwhelming uncertainty, but um, there's something always on the other side of that uncertainty. And we've been given faith to deal with uh, when it seems uncertain. Now, of course, that's when God is leading you. Sometimes we get in the flesh and we, we take risk. Risk is not walking by faith, you know. Um, but I'm talking about real, real, realistically God leading us. But it's so uncertain. It just seems so overwhelming. You know, obviously, you know, since we're all here at Harris Princeton Center Church and this, the foundation of this church was by faith walking into uncertainty. But it's been, you know, quite a few situations where it's just like, oh, okay, Lord, um, this, there's no, um, there's no safe zone. Uh, everything's not lined up. Uh, doesn't look pretty. Um, no one's given us uh, their model for look at look at what happened for me. Um, none of that, you know, because a lot of that is, uh, respectfully in our culture, a lot of that is hustle. Um, what's happening for them is not going to happen for us. So, um, so, so a lot of times when we get into this uncertain place and, and a lot of us have been here when God is pulling us into calling and purpose. And as soon as we walk right smack dab in the calling purpose. Now, now here at Ayers Christian Church, we're good at recognizing it. Um, we're good at recognizing it, throwing water on place and stuff like that. So <laughs> we're, good, we're good at recognizing it. So, and that's not a bad thing. You know, you got to start with recognition, right? You got to start. Uh, but something happens on the other side of that recognition. Something's, you know, uh, your throat starts swelling. <laughs> I start watering. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All of a sudden, you got to itch. You know, <laughs> something happens. Soon as you, soon as we're talking calling and purpose. Now, we're not talking about, because we're also uh, talented people. We're not just gifted. So, it's a lot of talented people in the body. So, there's things we could do flat off of talent, you know. Some of us have a gift of gab. Uh, some of us are very resourceful. Uh, some, of, some of us, yeah, I mean, we got things we could do. We can sing. We can play. Uh, we can hop, skip, whatever, you know. <laughs> we could type. 700 words a minute. I, I don't know. Just pick whatever your talent is. Um, but we're not talking about that. We're, we're, we're talking about that place that only you and God knows. And you got that, that, that uncertain feeling, all right? Right? And uh, something happens. Like, and you, you sabotage it. 
Self-sabotage. You just blow the thing up. Right? And then you create a diversion so the focus is not on you just blew up what God told you to do. Right? That not, that, y'all think I'm talking about y'all. Like, I've done this thousands of times in my life. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm how old am I? <laughs> I'm 61. Okay. All right. Because, All right. you know, I kind of measure things off of her. But she's still 61 right now. All right. And, um, and so what happens is when God tells us to do this, we're pressed to give up. Or how about this? Or get out ahead of God. That's the other thing. So I was, we had a player that played for us. He played in it was, uh, the ABA, not the old, old ABA. but the, No, no, I think it was the eight. Well, because uh, <laughs> if I say this, he played in a professional basketball league eventually. And so he played with us, and we were playing in the pro-am. And this boy, this young, not boy, this young man could shoot. I mean, he wasn't tall, but leave let him look at the basket. He knocked down shots. The challenge was incorporating, which I'm trying to get my grandson to do, incorporating his, his, his talent with the team. Now, what happened was people kind of would scout him, and they figured out if you pressed him, he would attack. Now, some people would say, that's good. but this boy got heart, you know. But no, but what happens is he would attack offensively because he could shoot but he would leave the team. And so what I used to tell him is I said, okay, you're proving yourself against him at the expense of the team. We don't know what you're doing. And so you, 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 you won, but you lost. So you proved you was better than him, but you were already better than him at the expense of the team, right? And so the other thing is, is, uh, so so that, that's, I use that to say sometimes we get out ahead of God. So we have thoughts, we have ideas, we have creativity that we could do. And so the tutors and governors and structure helps us to be patient. Because what happens if not, we'll get out ahead of, I can do this. Yes, you can. But you, when you get out ahead of God, you may do it, but you won't be able to handle it. Right? Because there's other things involved. There's people involved. Remember people? <laughs> you know, that, now, you know, I, so, so you're so focused on, I can do it, I can do it. You're running over people. You're disregarding people. You're hating on people. You're envious of people. You're jealous of people. You can't handle when other people are talented around you. See, if you were patient, you would learn how to deal with not just the tough people. Because, you know, some of us are working, well, yes, once I learn how to deal with these fools, no, you got to deal with the people of faith, too. You got to deal with greatness too. As a uh, young coach was getting a, a coaching job that I mentored, I said, hey, I said, you know you're going to be responsible for other people's dreams. He said, what? I said, somebody's going to come along that's going to be better than you and will have the ability to do what you've never achieved in the sport. You're going to have to get, pass them along to a platform that you have not got to. You just can't keep them at the level you've achieved so you always feel superior. You got to pass them along to do things you've never done. I said, once you take on this coaching job, 
Once you take on this leadership responsibility, once you take on this business, once you take on this ministry, people will come along better, more gifted than you've ever been. You thought God gave you the, the gift just for you to do it. He also gave you the gift so you'd be in position to steward other people to get to their platforms, right? But if you get out ahead of God, you'll never be able to do that. You'll think these great people are taking something from you. When you don't understand, these great people are there so to pull out what God designed you to do. Well, we can't pastor a church with all y'all great people, with all y'all gifted people. How are we going to pastor this church? And our goal is to make sure we're better than everybody. Are we in trouble at Ayers Christian Center Church? Because that is not going to happen. So now we're going to choke sooner. Uh, Lou ministers, uh, Thai ministers, then Hope ministers, back to back to back. And we, we at the house, babe. We're going to have to make sure they never minister again. Did you see the feedback? Oh, no, no. James references Ty every time he talks about power. Minister James, apologize. Right? Right? Well, we, no, we, James, Minister James should never reference no one but me. Man, what are we on, crack? You understand what I'm saying? We got to be okay with that. Right? So sometimes you have to, like, when you're in this process, don't get antsy and trip. Let it work. Let it play itself out. You're under tutors and governors for a reason. See, what happens is most of the time we blow it up before it works itself out. Before it works itself out. We done left the job because the supervisor's tripping. You know, or everybody at the job say, well, uh, the, the job out the fold. Remember, you did that one, right? They had the job, of the, the, the company still existing to this day, right? And matter of fact, you was rolling too. You was, a, was assistant general manager, making all types of money, right? Be like, you know, but, but, but sometimes you got to let it play itself out, right? Yeah. All right, okay, all right, stay with me, stay with me. All right, so, so let's go to Matthew 6. And we've been hitting this uh, passage of Scripture in, in talking about uh, getting that fear out of our system, but I think it'll fit perfectly and what we're going to talk about here today, Matthew 6. Now, God's building a case. So, this, this is, so, so, so the, the, the messages connect. I, I don't plan them that way. This is how God does. I'm going to see if I'm going to fall. No, I'm just playing. Let me see. Let me see. Excuse me. <laughs> Make sure I don't fall here. I was joking. Lou asked me to tie my shoe. I told him. I was going let it, to let it work, let it play itself out, see if I fell or not. <laughs> Boy, he's really serious about this message, isn't he? Look at him down there on his face. Guess he wished he would have tied his shoe. Right, so, so, so Matthew 6, uh, 24. Uh, yeah, okay, we'll start with 24. It says, no man can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, or 
you know, unrighteous money. We talked about that, right? Verse 25, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for what? Take no thought for what? So that's covering everything, right? And now, now we, we studied this out already. Take no thought means don't worry. Don't worry for your life, all right? Right? Did we know worry for nothing, be careful for nothing, be anxious for nothing, right? So take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment. Most of the things that we sacrifice purpose for are what? Our belly or trying to look good? You know, I could throw, I could throw hair and stuff like that in there now, you know. I was, I was at the barbershop. I was, I was out of town. I was at the barbershop, and I, I haven't been. Y'all probably been. I haven't been to a barbershop where the baseline cut is $40. Yeah, yeah I haven't. Have y'all? You have? In, in, in Charlotte? That's the standard now? Yeah. Now, listen, I know my barber might be watching this. I know my barber might be watching this. Don't be changing your prices just because I'm probably giving people that anyway. No, for real. You know, my barber actually watches, but he's not in Charlotte. Uh, but I hadn't seen it, okay? But, but when I was talking to guys, now, I'm, I, I'd be giving people that anyway. So. So, so, so he said, I said, yeah. I said, he says, well, think about it. I said, the women. I mean, you know, they're paying, and I was about to say like $150. He said, no, three, four hundred. He says, he says, uh, I think his sister, he said, my sister made like, like eight, nine hundred with two heads. So what, I, what it takes me to make, like I try to make a certain amount a week, she could do that with just two heads. Right? So, so again, I, I, a little bit of diversion, but, some, you know, there's a lot of things that we uh, invest our, our money on. But the scripture says, take no thought for your life, right? Uh, and just for the sake of time, since I wasted our time talking about hair, uh, let's go to verse 31. It says, therefore, take no thought saying. So it says, not only take no thought or worry or be anxious or be careful. It says, don't, let, don't be focused so much on this worry and stuff that you start to say. And we've been talking about this in the mind, right? That it says, take no thought saying what you shall eat or what you shall drink or whether you shall be clothed. So it's saying, don't worry for these things. Now, now, now God doesn't want us worried. He wants us to let some things play out. All right. And, um, you know, one of the things we were talking about this, I don't know what, what day or what week, but Bible study fellowship. The Bible study fellowship is just so wonderful. And I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to put a little plug in Bible study fellowship. Like even as men of God, the, the best pastor, apostle, whatever you want to call, like, we're not in all these chapters every minute of every hour. And after a while, you read so much stuff. If you really, stuff start running together, you know. <laughs> like, now, I think it was this. And so sometimes you, you could, you know, I, I mentioned two Johns, like they were the same John one time. You know, uh, uh, they said, I, uh, this morning, you said, I, I said the woman with the issue of blood, but I used the wrong years. I didn't use 12. I got to go back and look at it, so I don't know, but I'll, I'll trust y'all. I'm going to take, take your word for it, okay? But, I, but, but the reason I'm going to take your word for it because I know what I've done. At times, 
because of the process, I've blended the, the woman with the issue of the blood and the, the woman with the infirmity for 18 years. You know, like just be flowing and just merge them, you know. <laughs> they both going through stuff, right? Right, but then there's a, there's a guy that went through an infirmity 38 years. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so, so at times that happens. But with the Bible study fellowship, you go through stuff. And for me, because I do have good recall, you spend too much time. If I spend a lot of time with stuff, it becomes a part of my default. So Bible study fellowship helps that. I threw that in there. But, but the other thing, we, we're walking through the specifics. I was telling somebody as they're growing, get all the layers because you want to be really knowledgeable about, uh, you want to be able to give an answer to them that are in the opposite of what you're saying. Go through these different layers and it becomes a part of you, right? So I said that to say because we've, been, we've talked about the Sabbath. You know, we just talked about Sabbath the other day, so it just came to me. We talked about Sabbath the other day. Well, you know what? The Sabbath is saying this. You've done enough work, now let it work. That's what the Sabbath is saying. Because remember, even when Jesus did something on the Sabbath, they was like, you can't do this on the Sabbath? Like, have y'all lost y'all mind? The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was for rest. You making me work, you know, to honor the Sabbath. That makes no sense. You're going you gonna to keep me in bondage if I don't do the Sabbath right? So I, can, so I can't even rest for the Sabbath. So Jesus was like, person need to eat. You know, they're hungry. That's not what the Sabbath was for. Person want to worship, let them worship. It was for rest, but it was for to say, hey, you've done enough work, let it work. At some point in our life, we got to let it work. We got we to gotta float at some point in our life. We got to just float. Because we're wearing ourselves out. I've seen people work themselves to death, hustle themselves to death, worry themselves to death because we're not designed for that. What do you, take no thought for your life. Be anxious for nothing. Be careful for nothing. Worry for nothing. I gave you all versions of Philippians 4, 6. Because we're not designed to store worry, concern. Think about it. By taking thought, who can add one cubic to their life? They're saying by worrying, how could you advance or add to your life? You can't. So you got to let it work, right? And so so I taught a message a long time ago. I don't know, six, seven, eight might have been 10 years, but it was labor to favor, right? And it was, it was based on Genesis because remember, God put him in a garden. He gave him everything. Basically, all he had to do was relax. Satan comes in, convinces Eve, you, you got to do something to really be fulfilled, right? Here, eat this. God already told him what to do. Hey, chill. Just don't touch the tree. You, you, you have everything you need. It's finished, right? Eve eats the fruit. Eats, eats the fruit, the knowledge of good and evil, right? So basically, they're disobedient, and they're not going to consider evil. 
So if they're going to consider evil, Lou, if, if there's a good situation and you're considering evil, there's a potential to be what? Double-minded. We'll talk about this on Sunday. We trust we're going to get into it. Right? Right? So now your mind's going to start to work. If evil's not an option, if disobedience is not an option, where's the work? Where's the work? He, he, he set her up for what people have been doing ever since. In their head too much, right? I, I know that's Sunday's message, but, but it's but still what? Working. Oh, you, sometimes we're overworking before we work. Remember I told you I, I, I did the camp and I, I read the book Fundamentals. Funda big, it's Funda Big and Mentals. And how the, 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 the book says you, your mind can only be on one channel at the same time. So remember I said the guy was missing shots, getting all worked up. Game never started. But he was looking in the stands and because the, he saw the coaches, he thought because he was missing the shots and warm-up that he wasn't going to get the scholarship. So he lost a, the game before he even started playing it. Where did he lose it at? Working. Overworking, right? All right, so, so for some reason I had to slip that in. All right, so the whole labor to favor thing was, the, that was the curse, Right? So once they were disobedient, God came to him. He says, okay. So he went through the lineup. You know, he says, okay, so Adam, since you didn't do what you're supposed to do, now you're going to have to work to till the ground. Before that, he had to work. You look at the ground and stuff was popping up. Right? With no rain. So now you, you got farmers buying machines now to do what was happening naturally. Right? Then he said, Eve... You're going to have to labor for birth. So if that was the curse, what was happening before that? Beep, beep, beep. Husband, look at you. Baby pop out. <laughs> Girl, you're always popping out them babies. <laughs> right? But, but it was no labor pains. Right? There was no, ah, I can't stand you. You know, like it wasn't none of that, right? Then he told something even basic and simple. Satan, you got to labor to walk. So, so the curse was what? Labor. Now Christ comes, pays the wages for us. So we're supposed to go from labor to favor. Right? We're not supposed to be working like we're working. But we won't let it work, right? All right, that's Genesis, that's Genesis 3, 14 through 19. You can go study it out for yourself. So you're making this stuff up just to go with your little title. Well, he said, come unto me, all you that are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon me, learn of me. I'll give you rest for your souls. My, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. I know I'm not saying this exactly right, but that's pretty much what the scripture says in, in uh, Matthew 11, right? Right? You said 28 to 30. There you go. All right? All right, so, so but then that, let's, let's look at this real quick because I was thinking through this too. Uh, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, and I guess uh, we're about to get to this anyway, so just, you know, advanced information, okay? Deuteronomy 28. 
Where were we at? 26 today? We did 26 today? Tomorrow, 27? All right, so that means before the week's over, Friday, no, I guess, we won't get to 28 till next week. Yeah, Monday. If we get there, you know how we do. <laughs> Might not even get there. All right, look, look. Uh, we'll start here at verse 1. It says, uh, and it shall come to pass, if, if, if thou shalt hearken. Now, hearken means listen with the intent to obey, right? It says, thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. So look at what the culture does now. The culture is trying to stop us, with, number one, from hearkening, listening with the intent to obey. But, but number two, not have us be diligent with the word. We're casual with the word. We have other stuff to do while the word's going on. Right? You see that? It says, but it says, if thou shalt hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord, the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, that's similar to Joshua, right, which I command thee this day, that, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Look, look, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed thou shalt be in the city, blessed thou shalt be in the field. Blessed uh, shall, shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground and the fruit of thy cattle and the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shall be thou be when thou cometh in. Blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face they shall come out against thee one way and shall flee before thee seven ways. Now, now think about this. All this is, all we got to do is hearken to the word. Everything else, we should just let it work. Let it take care of itself. Let it play itself out. Right? Enemies come at us. Oh, well, I'm hearkening to the word. So according to God, then they're going to come at me one way. They're going to flee, what? Seven ways. The Lord shall complain command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thy set at thy hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee a thee and holy people unto himself, as he has sworn unto thee, if thou see, if, if, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see, all the people shall see. How they going to see? Because we're going to manifest some things, right? All the people of the earth, uh, sweetheart, could you send me this scripture? All the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by thy name, by the name of the Lord, and they shall be what? Afraid of thee. Why are we afraid of anything? Right? It says, and the Lord shall make thee plenteous in good in the fruit of thy body. So, so plenty isn't good. That's what you have. In the fruit of thy body, right? That's who you are. In the fruit of thy cattle, in the fruit of thy ground, in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto the land in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand, everything you do. Thou shalt lend unto many nations, Thou shalt not borrow, and the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, so leading only, and shall not be beneath. And thou shalt, if, then it, here it is again, it keeps this contingency, 
If thou shalt hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them, and thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day to the right hand or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. There it is. Now, I'm not going to spend any time with 15 through 66 because that's if you don't do it. 14 verses if you do it, hearken to the word. The other, the, the, the rest of it from 15 to 66 is if you don't do it. Now, now the interesting thing is, why can't we just do the word, just let it work? You see what I'm saying? Like we, we, we're doing all this extra. We got this hustle. We got this move over here because we don't want to let it play itself out. It's taking too long. Let it work. Man, let it do what it do. I heard that a long time ago. That's what he used to say in the hood. Let it do what it do. <laughs> All right, so, so, so let's look at this. All right, so this is Deuteronomy, and we're reading through Deuteronomy, and of course, we're in 2023. So Christ came and bought, you paid for the curse, so we wouldn't have to deal with 15 through 66, right? Right? And, but the scripture says we've been bought with a price. Our life is not our own. So glorify God in our body and in our spirit. 1 Corinthians 6.20, right? Right? We've been bought with a price, right? All right, so, so, so this is, so Christ bought us. We're his. Let it work. Right? Let it work. Christ know what he's doing. We don't need our help. Just let it work. So we've been bought with a price, Right? Now, the scripture says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They're not of evil to bring you expected end. Let it work. God, if God is on the throne, it's going to work out for our good, right? All right, let, okay, let's, let's go to uh, Romans 8. This is, this is our baseline scripture for letting it work right here. Well, I'm going to read this. Uh, did I have another version? That's what happened. I did my notes and somehow or another they reset on me. So I thought I replaced everything. Now that I'm looking at it, I don't think I replaced. All right, let's go to Romans 8. Uh, Romans 8, 18. It says, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Hold on a second. So, so, but I'm suffering. So, let it work. It's not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in you because God knows the thoughts that he has for you. They're not of evil to bring you to expect it in. Let it work. Right? How come God didn't show up? Because God knows, let, as he see, the, the sufferings. So, so I talked about this earlier when I said, like, like, we abandon things too soon. We won't let it play itself out. I was listening to, uh, I got to remember when, it, I've listened to a lot of stuff. Oh, uh, Minister Lamar. I haven't heard the whole thing, but, but I was listening to Minister Lamar's uh, Freedom Road. You know, I'm trying to catch up. <laughs> I'm behind, behind on Z, behind, but I was listening to it, and he was saying he's so glad he came to this church. 
And he was saying, he said, so he was talking to Karen. He was talking to Karen and just talking about, you know, a growing up in tradition, right? And he was saying, so he said he came to the church with a lot of tradition. So every time I taught something, it didn't line up with the tradition. So then we would have these conversations. And, and he said this. You go back and listen to it if you didn't see it. But he was like, we was having a lot of five-hour conversations. Five-hour conversations one-on-one, seven-hour conversations going out to eat. Every time we went out to eat, we closed the restaurant with him and his wife because we had to counsel them first. Then he had to ask all his questions about the tradition. <laughs> it took longer, right? I mean, I'm not making that up. Am I making that up? This is, this is actually true stuff, right? So, so, but the thing is, like, and it's not like we don't have conversations now. Like, me and my wife, we, we, we address everything. We just don't, like, we ain't putting everything out there and we're letting people work things out. you like, you know, you got to let the funk, you got to let it work, right? The Bible says let the tears grow with the wheat, right? He says let it work. He says, he says no, he says don't pull them out too soon because they could hurt the wheat. So you just got to let it play us out. What kind of pastor? Y'all supposed to be pastors. Don't y'all see? No, yeah, we do see. You don't see. You don't see the greatness in that person, and they got to go through the funk to get to it. Right? So so we're going to look bad. It's going to look like we don't know what we're doing. Right? But you got to let it work. You got to play yourself out. Hey, over there, they're doing such a, babe, let's change everything so we can do what they're doing over there. No, we're not doing it. We're going to let this work. Because God knows what he's doing. We don't see how all, that, all the hype plays out. Right? We're letting it work. We're going, we, we okay. Well, such and such, it's leaving to go do such. Fine. We're going to let it work. We're going to let it, we're going to deal with the funky attitudes. We're going to deal with the misunderstanding because it's a family. And families got to, you got to work out harmony. Everybody don't come ready made. And the person that's bothered by the person, the, the other people bother by you. One person came to me and said, well, I don't understand. This person doing such, such. I said, well, can I afford that person the same level of love and patience I've been giving you all the years? You constantly require uh, patience and understanding. You say stuff that you say, I really didn't mean that. But we heard what you said, though. That's exactly what came out your mouth. <laughs> then if I say, if we say, well, you just said this. No, I wasn't really saying that. I was really saying, no, no, we all heard it. And so we still standing and loving you. So you can't stand and love the other person through it? Because they're a little more abrasive? Did they tell you the truth? Oh. Let it work. Let it work itself out. It's okay. Hey, be, get embarrassed. Allow yourself to be embarrassed, okay? So I told my grandson, I said, listen, go out there, make some mistakes. That's what I told my, my grandson. I said, listen, I said, hey, you, 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 you coming into a championship organization. This team last year was runner-up champion the year before they won the state championship. I said, you coming in, I said, you're in the right, you're in the right spot. I said, but, but you got to maximize your moments. You got to go out there and make, be okay with making mistakes, right? Let it play itself out. I said, look at those guys. I said, how many, how many mistakes? Uh, well, I was just too late. All right. So, 
So I said, this particular person, I won't say who it is, I said, that person threw the ball away five times. Did they come out the game? He was like, nah. Well, because of their history, yeah, yeah. Regardless of what their history is, they didn't lose confidence. So, so, so the coach is confident in the confident. And the confident is willing to make mistakes. You know how many times I've said the wrong word up here? And how many people are looking for me to say the wrong words so they can find a chink in my armor? He didn't say the right scripture. You didn't say the right. Well, bring your behind up here on a consistent basis. Let's see how many times you mess up scripture. But see, the difference between me and you is I already know. I already know what's going to happen. It's okay. Listen, do you understand? I used to edit the services. Go back and listen to them. You're going to see a whole lot of mistakes. I did not edit. I let it work. I, I put the raw thing out there. Listen, I sang on a New Year's. Terrible. It's still out there. So every time I say it, you can go back and look at it. Listen, I got the controls. I can hide stuff, all types of stuff. It's still out there. Just let it work. Because somebody's going to see that, and they're going to sing when they see me when I sing in my debut. <laughs> They're like, I remember back in the New Year's where this dude was terrible. See, I think I'm playing, don't y'all? See, 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 they, see, I don't care what y'all think because I'm letting it work. Do you understand every time we have a vision at the, at the, at the beginning of the year? That's uncertain. It's not uncertain because God said it. But God is talking to me and I got to tell you that. Y'all, think about how y'all are. See, what, what? What you say? You said that's how Benicia is? Benicia, they're talking about you. You said you was going to be here. See, so if you was here, you could defend yourself, right? But that's it. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, uh, what, uh, like, I'm, like I got to hear from God, share it with the scrutiny of, uh, listen, this better happen. Now, for some people, they don't experience it. But if you're paying attention... God is manifesting what happens, right? How do you do that? You got to be willing to look bad. First, listen, you know what my training was? Right there. First time I ever shared vision in my house. They looking at me, her and Mondale Bradley. I'm going to make sure your name's out here too. Yeah, you. Right. They looking at me like, this fool, Mr. Spiritual, really? But guess what? I didn't run. We have to work through that. And that vision, maybe, I don't know, maybe 20% came to pass. It's probably more, but I'm just saying that's 20%. All right, so, so you're going to jump in the sermon just to... Yeah, whatever I did, I had on it. But guess what? What I had on there is still about to manifest. <laughs> see, see I, I got out ahead of God, that's all. No, oh, but it's going to manifest. But, this, but what I'm saying is, you got to let it play itself out. There was, well, since you're running your mouth, there was some stuff on that vision that has manifested. $10,000 was on there too. That didn't happen until we came out here. I'm just saying. Right, but, I, but willing to look bad. I'm just going to put it out there. 
God, tell me I'm saying it. Let it work. Let it play itself out, okay? All right. <laughs> what was that? Oh, I'm sorry. I was supposed to go to, uh, I believe, the classic amplifier for Romans 8.18. I believe that, even though I didn't give myself a note for that. But Romans 8, 18. Thank you, Lord. That's why you told me to bring my phone up here. All right. So uh, the classic amplifier says, it says, But what of that? For I consider that the sufferings of this present time, this present life, are not not worth being compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us. The glory that's going to be revealed to us and in us and for us and conferred on us. What he's saying is this glory is going to cover every aspect of our lives. Don't, don't, Don't focus on the suffering. Let it work. Let it play itself out, right? Let it work, right? Verse 28. Where am I at? Oh, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. We keep saying we love God, right? To them who are called according to to his purpose. Now, in other words, according, just accord on one accord, right, in harmony with his purpose. So I'm in line with this. See, the very thing that we sabotage in running the cross, the purpose, is the very thing that, that helps everything to work out for our good. So we keep running all over the place if we want. Harmony with his purpose is what affords everything to work out for our good. So we, we say, well, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord. Don't forget the rest of it. Are called, called according to, to be in harmony with his purpose. So we're doing a lot of things. Listen, we're going to talk about this Sunday. But we're doing a lot of things that, that we used to do, we want to do, we always said we would do. But are we doing the things that God has purposed us to do? All right, but that's, that's we'll, we'll get into that when we get rid of those spirits on Sunday, okay? All right, so, so this is our confidence here. Uh, Deuteronomy 23, 19. I'm going to read this out of the classic Amplified also. Real simple. God is not a man. We can just stop right there for a second. God is what? Not a, not a man. So stop reducing God down to how man see things. See, this is the thing. This is what we do with man. We play the victim with man. And sometimes men, people respond. Sometimes people are too busy to pay attention. They don't realize you're hustling. Right? We get aggressive with man. Listen, we we try to uh, punk people into doing things. Right? Right? We try to manipulate. Numbers 23. What did I say? Can you prove it? You can't prove it until you get to the video. Mark is back there going like this. He's like, I can prove it. I got it on video. All right, Numbers 23. I apologize. I was giving you time to get there. (laughs) 
people come up with excuses. And I just came up with one. You are correct, sweetheart. Boy, your wife really will make sure you do it the right way. All right, so, so Numbers 23, God is not a man, case in point, that he should, now, now this is the classic empire, that he should tell or act a lie. This is, this is important because sometimes we ain't telling a lie, but we're acting a lie. Acting a lie is a lie, just like telling a lie is a lie. But, 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 but <laughs> say amen from the minister in the back, right? So, so look, look, God is not a man that he should tell or act a lie. Neither the son of man that he should feel repentance or compunction for what he has promised. So, so, so not even the people birthed in the kingdom to facilitate God's will, who sometimes may, oh, baby. Like, you know, there's times we've done stuff for people we shouldn't have done nothing for. I'm saying that respectfully. What, what, what I mean is we did it. We should have did it out of compassion. But what I'm saying is they didn't deserve it. There was gaming. There was, it wasn't going to help them over the hump. They wasn't going to be responsible after. Okay? That's what I meant. Right? But as far as how, how we all are, we did what we were supposed to do. You know why? Because we, we, we're birthed as sons of God. We ain't God. If it was God, God wouldn't have done nothing. <laughs> see? See, you don't get it. Because you say, but God's a God of love. Yeah. He chastens whom he, whom he loves. He does what's best. Us humans sometimes don't always do what's best. We, move, we could be moved by feelings, right? That's what it meant by, meant by that, okay? I say, he has said and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken and shall he not make it good? That's all we need to know. Let it work. All we need to know is God's not a man. He said it. Okay, look, Isaiah 55. Let's go here. Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. We read Isaiah. Working with the new Bible. How come in the old Bible you just know where everything's at? Yeah, new Bible is like. Then this is like real small print and stuff. Like they cover like four chapters in this book. <laughs> like my Bible, this would be just two pages. All right. All right. So Isaiah 55 verse 11. It says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing where, where to I sent it. That's God. Let's, let's go over to, let's go back a few chapters to Isaiah 46. This is why we got to just let it work, man. God already set the plan up. It is finished. He told us. One of seven last words. It is finished. He said on the cross, hey, it's finished. Same thing God said in, in Genesis 2.1. God is finished with the heavens and earth and all the hosts of them. Now all you got to do is let it work. All right, so um, Isaiah 46, 10, 
I mean, Lamar referenced this when he was teaching. He, he, he referenced it, he didn't say the specific scripture, but it says declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Look, calling a ravenous bird from the east and a man that, ex and uh, I'm sorry, a ravenous bird from the east, the man that executed my counsel from a far country, yea, I have spoken it, I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it, I will also do it. So he's saying is, what I spoke is going to get done. And whatever I have to do to get it done is going to get done. If I got to call a bird, remember the bird fed uh, the prophet? Yeah, he fed the prophet, right? He says, so if I got to call a bird, or if in your particular life, if I got to call, if I got to create something, if I got to call a man that wasn't supposed to be nowhere in the vicinity to make sure my will come to pass, that's going to pass. Listen, that's what God did by sending us to Charlotte. Why would we come to Charlotte? Like seriously, besides God telling us. I'm not saying Charlotte's a bad city. What I'm saying is, there was nothing to relate to Charlotte. Nothing. Now, now uh, Karen's here, but honestly, I didn't know Karen lived in Charlotte. I thought Karen lived in Raleigh because I knew she had been a sheriff at one time. And we were cool. We would talk from time to time, but we had never hung out or nothing. It's just we met in the summer. The, the connection was our birthday's the same day. And if y'all have gotten to know me, once I develop a connection, I stay with the connection. So, I, so from time to time, I will call. I do that now. People all over the country, I still have connections with because I always follow, call, follow up. That's just how, she'll tell you that. That's how I am. So that's what I did with Karen. Not that we, we met this summer. We didn't hang out after that. I didn't see her every summer, this, that, and the other. Just that when God starts showing the signs of North Carolina, I said, well, you know what? That day I said, babe, I got, you know, I got a cousin that lives in Raleigh, I man, I can ask her about Charlotte. And when I called my uncle, he said, oh, she lives in Charlotte. She's been in Charlotte for 30 years. So, so why are we coming to Charlotte? Because God said it. You understand that? Listen, peep, I, I had somebody who was a football player, he was like, he said, man, you can start a church here. Because the, the thought was, I mean, baseline with 200 people. It'll probably be more because of your relationship with the football team and the basketball community, this, that, and the other. There's, there's, there's so many other different situations of, 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 of pockets of relationships. Y'all see people come through here all the time. But guess what? God said Charlotte. People thought we were crazy. We just let it work. Everything shut down. All the how you line things up when you transition it? No, everything changed. No support, no church support, no team, just me and my wife. No money. Like it doesn't normally happen that way. But guess what? We just let it work. When we had, I don't know, 16, 17 people, I don't, how many people had the time when eight people left? You know, the, 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 the whole, just about the whole praise team. How many people we had? 20? <laughs> Maybe 20. Eight people leave. Guess what? Just let it work. 
You know what I'm saying? No matter how it looks, let it work. I leave the house. We have $800 in the bank with an $8,000 a month budget. I still went to stack up the chairs. It ain't our church. Let it work. You sometimes you just got to let it play itself out. Right? But, but you can panic. Listen, you can, you, can, you can take out seven loans. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let's go to the bank. Let's take out loans. You can just keep going under in debt. Keep turning stuff over and over and over and over and over instead of just letting it work. And not even dealing with none of that stuff. You see? Okay. Uh, what did I end at? 10? 11. I read 11. Okay. All right. So, so, so this is the thing. This, this whole process, as we're talking about letter work, I know Fast Week's coming up, so we'll come back after Fast Week and we'll finish it up. What we're going to learn through this process, something that's been hard for us to do. Guess what? Take our hands off. It's spooky, spooky, spooky. Scares you. Take our hands off. Right? That's going to be the biggest thing. The scripture says this in Psalm 46, 10. It says, be still. This, listen, now you got you to gotta work through this with me. Now, I know we talked about it at the church before. Be still and know that I'm God. You ain't going to know God if you constantly put your hands on everything. You're all over the place. Let it work. Let, listen, I'm, look, God, I'm going to see how you handle this. We've had those conversations, right? Okay, babe, I want to see what God's going to do on this one. I'm going to see how God is going to work this out. That's been a, because before I get this, put my hands on it, I just want to see what God's going to do because I'm serving God. Like, like, this happens all the time. Let me see what God's going to do on this one. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> we've been in some situations since we've been at the church. You're like, Wow. We, this is going to be interesting here. Let's see what God's going to do. And each time, God does something. Like each time something crazy happens, it's like God be showing up like, like, because I know how y'all are. This, this, this is what God be saying to us. I'm not talking about y'all. So he says, I know how y'all are. So I'm going to throw this blessing in here so you ain't got time to be thinking about what just happened. Every time. Like, we don't know this blessing's coming. All we see is the craziness that just happened. Yeah. Be like, are we serious right now? And then, you, and what goes through your mind is, what did I do to deserve that? Mm-hmm. Love people, mm-hmm. but God don't have no. God doesn't have time for us to be doing all that. So He shows up and go, here, take this with you. Now focus on this. You, you, you know how when the baby be crying, as you give him a, a pacifier. the pacifier. That's what God be doing with us. Before we can get to cry, that, you know, when it looked like we whining, you know, when the baby whining, he's like, <laughs> he, be, he, stuff, he stuff a pacifier in our mouth, keep us from crying. So you see us not crying, that's because God does st- stuff another pacifier in our mouth. And you would love the pacifiers the God's been stuffing in our mouth. <laughs> Boy, we'd be chewing on them. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah, what was I, what was y'all crying about? Changing my day. What was it? <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? So, so as the scripture says, be still and know that I'm God. Now, 
Be still in Hebrew means, means this. Take your hands off. That's what be still means in Hebrew. Take your hands off. So it's saying, take your hands off and know that I'm God. <laughs> See, when you know, no, no, when you know, you let it work. <laughs> you just, you just, excuse me. You see that? When you really know, when you really know God, you just let it work. When you don't know God, see, this is the conversations. We, 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 well, I figure I'd do something because I don't know if God think I deserve that. I don't know if God going to come through. How do I know he's going to come through? How do you get to know God? Let him work. The more you see what God's doing, then the more you, 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 the more you get to know him, the more you trust him. Let it work. Keep your, keep your hands off, right? We got to keep our hands out of the way. Uh, Matthew 5. See this? This helping you a little bit? Stretching some, helping others. But when we get this, we won't be stretched. We'll be blessed. I so so so. This is just the concept of as you, as we start looking through the scriptures, you'll see a lot of these things are already indicated. So so, Matthew five thirty, Matthew five verse thirty. Look, it says this. It says, "And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not." that the whole body should be cast into hell. Now, now, now again, basically it's just saying, you know, keep your hands off and your hands can't stay off. Get rid of it. <laughs> but it's the same thing in our body. You know, when, when, when God allows uh, things to be purged, what he's saying is it's going to neg- negatively affect the whole body. It's going to poison the body. He says, so sometimes you got you to gotta be okay. You got to let it go. And it might not be poisoning at the time. But you got to let it work itself out. God knows better than all of us. And this is how we roll. As, as we grow, we like, God knows better. So listen, we love everybody. And, and if, if I shouldn't have to say that, but I said it, okay? But guess what? We ain't getting in God's way. We don't care how much we love you. So, so sometimes they're like, don't you? Did, listen, I gave my, normally I get more response than that. But I've been this way my whole life. And maybe that's why God, how God was preparing me for ministry. Listen, I had kids, they would give me pamphlets on a child, on what the, what the issue was. It could be uh, Tourette's, whatever it is. I was like, man, I'm not reading that. I'm going to deal with him according to how God has leading me. And that child would come up out of what they said they were dealing with. Why? Because I'm not playing off of that. So guess what? You also, uh, so, so, so we had the kids that would uh, throw tantrums. But you know why kids throw tantrums? Because they work. That's why. When they stop working, they'll stop throwing them. It's, it's the same thing adults do. They have been throwing tangents since they were kids. 
Now they're adults. You know what they do? They throw in tantrums. They're doing the same thing they did as a kid. Listen, when, it, when, when, when they were kids, they manipulated. You know, they batted their eyes. They smiled. They did whatever. They, 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 they created stories. As adults, they're doing the same thing. It is not my job to feed into a lie. It is my job to minister to the truth. So what, what, what we're giving you is for your design. The facsimile or the, the uh, what you say, James, uh, Minister James, the representative. No, we don't have to feed the representative. So if you keep bringing a representative, you ain't going to eat. Or you're going to push away the nourishment because you, you want the candy. No, no, you, so, so it doesn't mean we don't love you. We're not playing that game. Don't you care? See, that's what everybody else is designed to do. We're designed to be obedient. You see the difference? And, and, and listen, I'm, I'm respectfully, everybody in the church could run to your rescue. That don't mean I'm going to do it because I got to do what God tells me to do. I'm going to let it work. Do you know how many situations we didn't respond to that God took care of? You know how many people responded to situations that they got in God's way so he couldn't take care of it? So they helped the person temporarily only for them to get back into the same situation? If they would let God take care of it, they'd get out of the situation. You see, you know what I'm saying? You got to let it play itself out, right? Sometimes, you know, if the hand's in the way, we got to get rid of it. <laughs> see, we got to take our hands off of retaliation. The Bible says vengeance is mine. Let it work. Let them talk about you. Let them talk about you. Let them talk about you to the people you care about. Let them alienate your relationships. Let them step in and take people you thought was your friends. It's an old rule. We learned this years ago. If somebody could take something from you, you didn't have it. That's the oldest. Like I learned that. Well, you learn a lot in the hood because people be trying to take stuff from you. <laughs> so, so that's the oldest thing. If somebody say, yeah, I got your girl. Well, obviously, you do. She's your girl now. If she was my girl, you wouldn't be able to take her. So obviously, if she was that easy for you to take, thank you. You helped me out. Somebody else would have took her. See, that doesn't mean I'm not valuable. That means they can't see my value. You see what I'm saying? Like, we learned that. that that's, that's how to operate and live life 101. That ain't deep. But we be like, you know, what bother me, that person keeps taking my, 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 what are we, possessions? You say, let it play itself out. They keep lying on me. Good. Let them keep lying. When it works out, not only is the truth going to come out, but that fool going to ruin their life. Let it work. You don't have to keep proving it. Oh, oh, you know, let, let me, hey, let me get the pastor mail before such and such get to them and tell them their story. No, let them go tell the story. Because if they're genuine, We'll hear them. If they lying, we're not listening to them. I'm going to tell all my business here, but this many of y'all be telling stories. I ain't saying y'all in the room right now. Be telling stories. We just be listening. 
We don't be going for them stories. Are you kidding me? We'll be sitting there like, okay, yeah, I see what you're, yeah, got it. See what you're saying. So I'm going to tell my business, Minister James, on this one. So I was working corrections. So people would come to so this person come to me, well, you know, and I already knew. Well, I just want to let you know, such, such, this, such, such. What? They did what? I'll take care of it. The other person come to me, hey, you know, Mr. Brady, I just want to let you know, such, such, this, such, such. Now they tell me the other person. I'm like, you know what? I'll take care of it. That's all I did. That was it. That's how I handled it. It was over. Never had another problem. They both thought I took care of it. But I did, didn't I? Didn't have no more issue. Listen, my job is not, listen, I got a role like Solomon. My job is not to be reacting to what everybody say. You know, sometimes some people in here try to sabotage the other person. I just want to let you know, uh, you might want to keep your eye on that. You know, Marcus, you know, I mean, he's doing a good job, but, you know, you just got to watch his attitude, and I don't know. You might want to really think this through, you know. I know you've been thinking about maybe making him full-time, but, hey, hey, he could be a problem. Marcus is not going to be full-time because of your recommendation. He's going to be full-time because of God's recommendation. You know what I'm saying? Like, why... Why are you bothering? Get in your position of what God told you to do. Why are you worried about Marcus? You see what I'm saying? Like, we ain't listening to all that. All these stories. We don't make decisions based on stories. We make decisions based on obedience. Do you understand? Listen, listen you know, come on. Y'all should know me by now. I'm just keeping it real. I ain't saying no names. Some of y'all are like, is he talking about me? Listen. <laughs> to me to say yes. Listen, that's the other part. Why are you spending all your time worrying with somebody talking about you? Let it work. We still love you. No matter what, we ain't going nowhere. You ain't discarded. Listen, I had somebody, their, 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 their family member did me wrong. They did us wrong. And that person was up. I, I, I was over this particular area. This person was up for, for, we had to put somebody in this position. It's a big time position at a church, but I'm the person that made the decision. They were the best person for the job. Guess what? They got the job. Like, I'm not going to not give the person the job because of uh, somebody clouded and really was peer pressure. The person under peer pressure joined a crew that they shouldn't have joined. And, and what they did was totally wrong. Now, I couldn't, I couldn't flow over my spirit the same. I couldn't pursue the relationship the same because now I can't trust you, right? I'm, I was there for reconciliation, but I couldn't pursue the relationship. But that person deserved a position. They got the position. I was like, oh, no, they ain't getting a position. Such and such shouldn't have done. No, we ain't doing that. We, that. One has nothing to do with the other. Your foolishness will keep you stuck in your own foolishness. But that's not going to change our love and our obedience to God. You got that? Because we're going to let it work. <laughs> and if you've been watching, if you've been around here any, any, any period of time, we've been letting it work. And people have said, all oh, people come at us crazy, talk. That dude over there, man, he was, I don't know what he was doing. This is the stuff he was saying to, to me, and it was stuff that he was saying when I went around. 
I know. He don't even know all the stuff I know. But guess what? I still haven't changed. Like, he's ordained minister of the church. Because that's not my job. God appoints these men of God in their position. Right? You've heard James' story. Some of it I didn't even know about. (laughs) Till he told it. Right? But guess what? I didn't need to know why. You know why? Because I let it work. (laughs) Boy, y'all need to get this, man. Look, Jesus was telling people stuff. And he said, he asked questions, he said, but the Bible says he knew what he would do. Like, he, was, like, he wasn't even worried. He was like, he, it's like he was just doing it just for, just for fun. You know, he just, the Bible says he knew what he would do. Let, let's look at it. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll end with, mm, I really want to give you that, but we'll wait. I'll be patient, okay? So we'll end with Exodus 14, 13, and 14, but I'm going to give you John 6 since I referenced it, okay? John 6. All right, and, and I'm going to go fast, you know, just for the sake of time. John 6. Um, now, I have to give you the backdrop before I give the scripture. So, Jesus said, uh, you know, they was talking about bread. Uh, he, Jesus said, when shall we buy bread that these may eat? Now, Jesus is asking, will we going to buy bread? Jesus. Jesus about to feed 5,000 people without buying anything. You think he, that just revelation just came to him? But the Bible says this. After he asked the question in verse 5, verse 6, it says, and this he said to prove him, that, that is Philip, to see where Philip was, for he himself knew what he would do. So sometimes questions are asked and things you're guiding in certain places as you're being led, not because people leading you don't know what they're doing. They already know what they're going to do. They're seeing where you are. One of the things I learned this when I was at Ohio State, when they practiced, they didn't have 105,000 people at the practice field. During the games, there was 105,000 people and a million watching. So how do you test if this guy can handle 105,000 and millions watching? You put pressure, 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 pressure. They treated those guys like trash during practice. Guy would come to Bible study. I just, matter of fact, he's a head coach now for Notre Dame, one of the youngest head coaches in the league. Remember him coming to practice. Coming to the Bible study, man, I just messed up. Everything was bad. I was like, good. I've told the story before. It's like, good. He was like, what do you mean good? I said, well, they, they don't think you're not going to make mistakes. They want to know how you're going to handle them. How else are they going to determine how you're going to deal with 105? I mean, this dude was all everything. He just was uh, uh, dealt with something physically and couldn't play in the league, which he thought was a disappointment. But look how it worked out. You know, he's head coach for one of the, the, the biggest universities in the country. You got to let it play itself out. You got to let it work. All right, so Exodus 14, 13, and 14. We'll end there, okay? You can read through the rest of that story, John 6, 6 through 14. 
But uh, Exodus 14, 13, 14 says, fear not, stand still. Remember, to be still is to take your hands off and see the salvation of the Lord. Right? Right? Exodus 14, 13, and 14. All right? It's actually one of my favorite passages, so let me get there, and then we'll close out with that. Right, this is when they ran smack into the Red Sea, you know. Uh, it says, uh, and Moses said unto the people, fear not, fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. Let it work, man. So, so you, you, what's, 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 what's the backdrop here? They, you know, they went through all the miracles. They leave Egypt. The whole army's coming after them. Army behind them. The Red Sea is in front of them. What reference do you have of what to do with a Red Sea in front of your army behind you? None. You're in uncertainty. Moses is like, fear not, be still. The Lord, the Lord will take care of you. He'll fight for you. You're not going to see these. He, he didn't say he'll take out the army. He said, you ain't going to see him no more. Where did he get that from? He got it from God. Basically, he was saying, man, just, just, just watch. Let it work. Don't panic. You're in a situation where you have to see God do something that he's never done before. Does God get that opportunity in our lives to do something that has never been done before, before we panic and put our hands on? See, see, what happens is, why do we panic? Because we're lining it up with what's been done before, and we can't see a possible outcome. No, 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 we're not in those situations, though. When we get to that situation of uncertainty, God is going to do something that he's never been done. So you can see God does the impossible. Like each situation we talk about around here, we didn't plan it, and we wasn't going, oh, this is, this is exactly what's going to happen over here. Uh, no, we was driving down here to Charlotte. We were going, yeah, when we get there, you know, uh, we're going to meet uh, Miasia, Marcus. Uh, but what's happening is Marcus and Stella, they're going to come to the church. First time, leave, uh, take a tour to, to Charlotte, go to different churches. What we're going to do is chase them and go. If we're going to go to the churches with them, then you don't like this church, you don't want to go to this church, you don't want to go to this church. Then they go to the next one, we're like, hey, 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 you don't want to go to this church. These people are tripping. You don't want to go here, Marcus and Stella. Then they go to the next church. We show up there. You know, hey, you know, we call them. Uh, I know y'all ain't at such and such church. You know, because I heard what they about. And then they go to the next church. We're going to go there. We didn't go to none of those churches. We didn't even know they were going to them. They came to the church. They left. Did we call you every day? So y'all, so y'all think about coming to the church? We ain't got that many people now. We need as many people as possible. Y'all going to come? Put Stella on the phone. We didn't do none of that. Let it play us off. They go around and they came back. You understand what I'm saying? Like on their own, Right? Like, like we, we didn't do that. When I came into the city, I didn't call Karen every day like, you done lost your mind. Now, you told me this would be the place for me to come down here. Hope you're watching this, Karen. I'm here. You were so excited about me coming. Well, yeah. 
Where you at, Karen? Where you at? Now, if you don't come to this church after you told me what you told me, I will never speak to you again. Didn't happen. Just let her play herself out. If I thought about it, I called her, checked on her. I'd ask her. I didn't go, so you coming to church? When you coming to church? Well, you just need to be coming to the church. I didn't do that. I didn't do it with Sabrina. Like, I tell people just because you're in the city. Listen, I got, a, I got a nephew in the city. I got another cousin in the city. I tell them just because you're in the city don't mean you got to come to Ayers. Where do I want them to come? Ayers. Are you kidding me? Just let it work. Just let it work. You know what I'm saying? Let it, let it play itself out. Right? Fear not, stand still and see. All right, that's all for today.